the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The U.S. reaches its debt ceiling. People tend to agree with cutting spending as long as it doesn't affect them. And that is where the rub lies. The Secret Service announces they will turn over visitor logs from Joe Biden's home if... Congress asks for it. Uh, this is really the Clinton uh, scandal all over again. Amazon closes its Smile charity to help with lost profits. It's definitely something that we would miss. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, January 20th. I'm Mike Scott. The U.S. hit the debt ceiling on Thursday, which means the government cannot borrow anything above the $31.3 trillion it has borrowed so far. House Republicans have said they would require deep spending cuts as a condition for raising the ceiling. But the Biden administration has said it will not negotiate. House lawmakers must agree on raising the national debt ceiling today, or the U.S. could default on its debt as soon as June. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warns that that could set off a financial crisis. The U.S. has never defaulted on its debt, which is currently more than $31 trillion. However, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is confident that Congress will be able to avoid a crisis. We'll end up in some kind of negotiation with the administration over what the circumstances or conditions under which the debt's going to be raised. Meantime, House Democrats are saying they won't do anything that may risk the creditworthiness of the U.S. government. However, Republicans are calling out that line of thinking, saying they have plenty of time to cut a deal that will allow the ceiling to be raised while cutting spending. The Treasury Department has said it can hold out for several months before an increase is really required. And House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has urged the White House to begin negotiations now. Aishan Hosni of Fox News explains why the battle over the debt ceiling may be in the headlines for some time. Republicans have worked with Democrats before to increase the debt limit under Republican presidents, but Republicans say they didn't run up the discretionary spending like Democrats have in the last few years, although the national debt still ballooned by about $7 trillion under former President Trump, most of that due to the COVID response. Now this week, Brett, Democratic West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin offered to get House and Senate committees together to examine trust funds like Medicare. Medicare and Social Security without getting rid of them, instead analyzing them in exchange for a debt ceiling hike. But the White House continues to refuse to negotiate with Republicans. Now, Congress does have some time. It's expected to have about until summer to figure this out. So we could be in this budget battle for some time. Niall Strange, White House columnist for The Hill, 
says that while Republicans want to negotiate with Democrats over the debt ceiling, Democrats seem to be digging in their heels. There are very few negotiations, Nicole, at least if we're talking about negotiations between the parties. You explained it very well at the top as to what the exact differences are between the GOP and Democrats on this issue. Republicans demanding negotiations and demanding an openness on the part of Democrats to big spending cuts. But Democrats arguing that they don't want to do that, that it sets a precedent that is unhealthy, that the raising of the debt ceiling is a fundamental duty of Congress, and also pointing out that Republicans did acquiesce to raising the debt ceiling three times during former President Trump's time in office. So Democrats arguing that this is an argument of convenience rather than principle. Stanage explains that when it comes to battles over the debt ceiling, while Congress generally gets the blame, it's usually Republicans who bear more of the brunt politically. Generally speaking, it is often Congress that gets the blame. And obviously, in this instance, that means Republicans would typically bear more of the blame. It is just harder to explain the position when you're in Congress. You have lots of members of your own party who don't even exactly agree whereas a White House can drive a much simpler, direct, uncomplicated message. And Republicans are trying to cut spending, which inevitably takes things away from people. People tend to agree with cutting spending as long as it doesn't affect them. And that is where the rub lies on this, politically speaking. Looking forward, Stanage says that fights like the one brewing over the debt ceiling will be common in this new Congress. I think that's a function of the very polarized atmosphere in our society generally, but it's also a function of the math in Congress, where Republicans in the House have this very narrow majority that gives the right flank of the Republican Party a lot of leverage and gives Democrats almost no incentive to try to work with uh, those more mainstream leadership Republicans. On Thursday, the Secret Service announced they are prepared to give the names of individuals who visited President Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, if it is requested by Congress. This comes as the White House continues to say there is not a visitor's log for Joe Biden's personal residence where two batches of classified documents have been found. However, the Secret Service has stated that even though the White House hasn't kept a list, the Secret Service does collect information on guests. Anthony Guglielmi, the Secret Service's chief of communications, released a statement that reads in part, quote, The Secret Service does not maintain visitor logs at the private residences of protectees. While the Secret Service does generate law enforcement and criminal justice information records for various individuals who may come into contact with Secret Service protected sites, we are not able to comment further as this speaks to the means and methods of our protective operations. President Biden again ignored reporters' questions on Tuesday as they tried to get him to address the classified documents from his time as vice president that were recently found at his Delaware home and the former Penn-Biden Center in Washington, D.C. Daniel Greenfield is a writer at Front Page magazine and a Shulman Journalism Fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center and joins the Daybreak Insider podcast 
It says that he believes the mainstream media is reporting on the Biden classified document scandal because they want to cripple him for 2024, but not take him out completely. It's no secret that Biden is a bad candidate. And yet, after the midterm results, he's been locked in. All the various uh, politicians who are going to run against him, especially Gavin Newsom, have announced that they're not going to challenge him. The various Democrat power brokers, Schumer, Pelosi, uh, have said that they are behind him, which means that you get rid of Biden, you need a scandal, you need some way to cripple him, but not hurt him too much. So the media is playing this kind of middle ground Uh, They're undermining him, but they're not going for the kill. Greenfield explains why he believes reports of the Chinese Communist Party funding the Biden Penn Center is like the Clinton Foundation scandal all over again. A good way to think of the Penn Biden Center is that it's like a university version of the Clinton Foundation on a smaller scale. Uh, They brought in Biden. They brought in a number of people who would serve in this administration, including Secretary of State Tony Blinken. And uh, they brought in, of course, a lot of foreign donors who are suddenly going to be very interested in this guy and this center and in getting to have some influence over future decision makers on foreign policy, including, you know, the future president, and the future secretary of state. So there was Chinese money coming in. And who knows what other funds, because much of the money was just anonymous. And this is how it was designed to be. So you have classified documents at a place that is uh, pretty much a power broker nexus. Uh, This is really the Clinton uh, scandal all over again, and it shows why this keeps happening with Democrats, because they keep setting up these organizations meant to bring in foreign money. The Shulman Journalism Fellow tells us that the FBI allowing Joe Biden's personal lawyers to continue to search for the remaining missing classified documents highlights a double standard in the Justice Department. It's an obvious double standard if we were dealing with uh, Trump, and we know how that exactly that played out. You had a straight-up FBI, armed FBI raid. But if you were dealing with any Republican who was in disfavor, uh, they'd be getting the same treatment, whereas Democrats get a kid glove treatment. Uh, when it came to Hillary Clinton's uh, classified scandal, the FBI handed out immunity agreements for all of her aides and then destroyed the original devices. Uh, Biden is benefiting from some of the same treatment because Uh, The Justice Department is obviously run by uh, Biden's appointees, and they're going to do their best to protect him, but they might also nudge him toward the exit. So there's a little bit of a balancing act. They will investigate him. They'll investigate Hunter Biden, but they're going to um, let Democrat lawyers handle the documents. They're not going to do anything too aggressive or too forceful. Greenfield says that conservative journalists have to explain why this scandal is troubling for regular Americans. So the interesting thing, we still don't know uh, the full contents of those documents, but we do know three foreign countries are involved, the UK, um, Ukraine, as you mentioned, and Iran. Two out of three of those countries, uh, Biden has had troubling connections with. Uh, Ukraine is obviously Burisma. Uh, there are the various uh, dealings with the Biden family. And Iran, the Iran lobby backed Biden very early on, um, before uh, in this presidential bid, well, well before all this. And there was an Iran foreign interference even during the 2020 election that was the subject of Justice Department indictment. Most people don't know about this because the media won't talk about this. So the very fact that he had uh, three countries there, two of those countries are countries where he's had troubling economic personal ties to, you know, if this were Trump, the media would be blowing this up full scale and we'd hear about it nonstop and they'd be connecting the dots. The media is refusing to connect those dots. 
which means conservative uh, journalists have to do the work and actually explain why this is so troubling and what the red flags are. Greenfield says that the Biden document scandal is a serious issue because if a regular federal employee held those documents, they would be looking at prison. Certainly, if it was a big deal when this was going on with Trump, it's certainly a big deal when it's going on with Biden. And, you know, you measure this against what would happen to an ordinary person. We get this with politicians all the time. They do something wrong and we're told, well, this happens all the time. We're getting these stories now. CNN has a story. You know, classified documents get mishandled all the time. This was not their take um, with Mar-a-Lago, but with Biden, of course, it's, you know, this just happened. It happened to an ordinary federal employee. They'll be looking at serious prison fight. The Daybreak Insider podcast would like to thank Daniel Greenfield for joining us. If you would like to hear more from Daniel, follow him on Twitter at Greenfield Danny and read his articles at frontpagemag.com. The Supreme Court says so far its investigation has failed to find who leaked a draft of an opinion overturning abortion rights. Daybreak Insider's Ed Donahue has the latest from inside the court investigation. More than 120 people were interviewed over the last eight months, including the justice's law clerks. All of them swore under oath they did not disclose a draft of Justice Samuel Alito's opinion that overturned Roe v. Wade. It's not clear if the justices themselves were interviewed about the leak. This was the first time an entire opinion reached the public before the court was ready to announce it. The court says the investigation isn't over yet and is not ruling out the possibility the opinion was inadvertently left in a public space and someone found it. Conservatives have blamed liberals for the leak and liberals have blamed conservatives. Ed Donahue, Washington. On Thursday, Amazon announced it was closing Amazon Smile a service that allowed users to donate a percentage of their purchase to the charity of their choice. Amazon made a huge announcement today that will impact many local charities here and charities everywhere. The company announcing that it is shutting down its Amazon Smile program. That's the program that allows customers to donate 0.5% of their total purchase price to the charity of their choice. Amazon says it will end Amazon Smile on February 20th, so a little more than a month from now. Since 2013, how much impact has this program had? Amazon Smile has donated more than $400 million to U.S. charities. Yesterday, Amazon sending out an email to organizations saying the company would be ending this program while it, quote, cleans up the company's costs, end quote. The company wrote in a press release that says, in part, Amazon Smile has not grown to create the impact that we had originally hoped. However, some small local charities like Dancing Wheels, which says that it is a professional, physically integrated dance company, uniting the talents of dancers both with and without disabilities, says the loss of Amazon Smile donations will hurt. We know that many organizations, nonprofits, are utilizing Amazon Smile to receive a little extra funding. So it's definitely something that we would miss. This comes as Amazon stocks have been on a downward trend. Late fall of last year, the online retail giant endured a loss of $1 trillion. As such, the company seems to be rethinking many of its investments, 
which has included cutting over 18,000 jobs. Other tech companies are also cutting costs. Microsoft announced this week that it was cutting about 10,000 jobs from its global workforce. Hundreds of thousands protested on the streets of Paris and other major French cities against pension reform. As France's president has insisted, he will press ahead with changes despite resistance. Daybreak Insider's Karen Chalmers has more on this story. Demonstrators crowded together shoulder to shoulder in Paris's Place de la République. Riot police pushed back against some protesters throwing projectiles on the sidelines of the largely peaceful Paris march. Meanwhile, nationwide strikes severely disrupted transport, schools and other public services across France. French President Emmanuel Macron defended the decision to raise the retirement age, saying it was necessary to save the pension system. More than 200 rallies were staged around France, as well as the Paris March, which involved all of France's major unions. I'm Karen Chamas. Actor Alec Baldwin will be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the shooting death of a cinematographer on the movie set of Rust outside Santa Fe, New Mexico in 2021. More on this developing story from Daybreak Insider Margie Zaraleta. The Santa Fe District Attorney's Office is charging Alec Baldwin in the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the film Rust in October 2021. Baldwin pointed a gun at Hutchins during a scene rehearsal and it discharged, killing her and wounding director Joel Souza. If convicted, Baldwin faces up to five years in prison and a $5,000 fine. Baldwin attorney Luke Nikas calls the charge a terrible miscarriage of justice. Weapons specialist Hannah Gutierrez-Reed also will be charged with involuntary manslaughter. Authorities say Assistant Director David Halls signed a plea agreement for the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. I'm Archie Zaraleta. And finally, he was controversial from day one. Rock icon David Crosby has died. He rose to fame in the 1960s as a founding member of both the Birds and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. As a member of the Birds, David Crosby saw success with their first single, a 1965 version of the Bob Dylan song, Mr. Tambourine Man. The group did well in the 60s, but it didn't end well for Crosby. I'm David Crosby, and when we are together... Uh, They call us the Birds. David Crosby first found success as a member of the Birds, but he flew away from that because he was asked to leave the group. That was not easy. Big ego, no brains. David Crosby's life was chronicled in the 2019 documentary, David Crosby, Remember My Name. It covered the gamut of things he'd been through. Heart issues, hepatitis C, liver transplant, diabetes, addiction issues, and time behind bars. Crosby's wife, Jan Dance, announced his death Thursday in a statement to Variety that read, quote, It's with great sadness after a long illness that David Crosby has passed away. He was lovingly surrounded by his wife and soulmate Jan, son Django. Although he is no longer here, he is with us. His humanity and kind soul will continue to guide and inspire us. Peace, love, and harmony to all who knew David and those that he touched. We will miss him dearly. During Crosby's controversial career, 
He had 12 studio albums with The Birds, eight with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and another eight as a solo artist. While he did have a number of health challenges, which included heart attacks, a liver transplant, diabetes, and tendonitis, he still interacted with fans on social media and was actively recording music. Speaking of health issues, Crosby once remarked, I do have uh, eight stents in my heart. I have had a couple of heart attacks. So it's likely, yeah. Uh, I, me personally, I'm firmly holding out to only the good die young. <laughs> David Crosby was 81. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.